The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show, and together with my producer, Darren Ball, we're welcoming you very much to this, and carrying on from last time with the chakras are the journey, because we talked about the journey of life being a journey of consciousness from the lowest of our major chakras, the base center, through each chakra in turn, to the highest one, the Brahma chakra. Technically, it's a movement of Kundalini, whether you're consciously aware of that or not, through and to each of these centers, through the spine, the center of the spine, actually, awakening them and revealing higher levels of realization as it does so. Now, last time I spoke about, and I actually gave a Bible quote, believe it or not, about the third eye. You'll find it in literature, too. You'll certainly find it in Wordsworth. People who weren't taught yoga, uh, it wasn't available to them, and yet they knew, and it can only be from personal experience, the existence of this third eye, this Christ center. And we've been asked, how is it? How do you start to become aware of that? Now, the master theorist answered this brilliantly in 1957. He gave impeccable advice, I feel, for those who would raise their consciousness towards the third eye or Christ center. I'd like to read to you what he said. And if you like, you can try to practice this. In fact, you can practice it right now, if you wish, if you're in a safe situation to do so, uninterrupted and so on. Uh, as I, It's a very short extract, but you can try it as I read it to you. And this is what he said. Dear friends, let us have silence. Now, in this silence, close your eyes. And with your eyes closed... Look upwards towards a spot in between your eyebrows and a little above them. The spot where the physical manifestation of the so-called third eye is. The actual eye itself, of course, is in the subtler bodies. Look upwards towards that spot. So that's the end of the quote. It's given, as the Master Theorist always does, in a conversational, uh, very encouraging very helpful manner, but I believe it's extremely precise, far more than it may appear to be. Because right at the beginning, as you'll notice, he's telling us to look first of all towards the spot where the physical manifestation of the so-called third eye is. Now, we don't dwell on that. In fact, some say it's dangerous to dwell on the physical spot, but we have to take our consciousness there first and then look out and this is where our focus should be, several inches in front of it to the spot parallel, if you like, with that, but in the aura. That's where we're focused. But it's that movement and, and, and upwards first so that the consciousness is coming from there. 
and not perhaps from a lower center. Not that there's anything wrong with awakening your lower centers. We need to do that, such as, for example, the solar plexus center brings on clairvoyance, psychic abilities, and many other things. But this is an attempt to raise our consciousness upwards to the Christ center. So it's very important you'll find that you first raise your consciousness upwards and then look out towards that spot. I think that's what the master theorist is really telling us. And I hope that's very helpful advice to those of you who have asked about that. But the average person, and this is the great thing, uh, can achieve a natural and unforced rise of kundalini, opening the chakras and taking us all the way to the verge of a debt ship, according to the third freedom delivered through Dr. King by Mars Sector 6, through service. This is wonderful news indeed. It's the thing to do. Would not recommend kundalini yoga to anyone uh, other than someone, well, possibly only someone such as Dr. King, who himself was an avatar and therefore in a completely unnatural situation uh, and therefore had to use this or was able to use this method. Uh, it's extremely dangerous, but service is safe. And these are some words that Dr. King said about this uh, when he gave his lecture on the third freedom in 1961. Could you please play that, Darren? The average man is told here that Kundalini rising in unforced fashion gives a balance to the centers. Can you do it by forcing it and still have a balance to the centers? Oh, yes, you can. And there comes a day when you will control Kundalini so you can rise it up and put it down again with your mind. That's what every transmission, what I do, bring Kundalini from a lower center to a higher center, lodge it there, gain telepathic rapport, afterwards put it back again and able to walk about and so on. It's simple after you've done it a few hundred times, they say. So, for the ordinary man, though, he can become enlightened and because when you rise this kundalini up, up here, when it begins to rise up here, these centers become activated and they're like floodgates. This center here attracts a lower aspect of mind which is a force outside the body. Only a low vibration of mind can enter in here. A higher vibration of mind can enter in here, but when we start talking about the heart and the throat and the Christ center, we're talking about the highest mental vibrations can enter. Because when Kundalini is lodged in there, these gates open and in comes this pressure of mind, which is an energy. Not only that, but the brain is activated in such a way that it can translate and understand this mind. That's the most important thing. And it is the power, the, the female power of Kundalini in the base of the spine or the serpent power which gives this ability. Well, service is a way towards this kind of development and it'll do it in an unforced undangerous natural fashion this is given to the majority of people
Brilliant, brilliant, fantastic, uh, and very encouraging. And I want to share with you before we end our journey through the chakras, as it were, or the chakras are the journey, an ex- realization that I had. I don't offer it as fact. It doesn't come from uh, Mars Sector 6. It doesn't come from Dr. King. It comes from little old me. It's not coming from a master, therefore. And you can take this or leave this, but let me put it your way. And it's this. On this earth, as Dr. King has revealed, there are seven realms of existence. This is known. The one we're on here, the level one, is the physical realm, and there are six higher ones. There are actually four lower ones, but we're going to disregard those. They shouldn't be there anyway. But these seven levels are levels of consciousness. And when we do die, unlike a certain so-called enlightened teacher who didn't know this, uh, but that I saw recently... But this is the fact. We go to the level we deserve according to our state of consciousness. It's a vast subject. It's covered brilliantly by Dr. King in lectures which are available. But also, as well as there being seven levels, there are seven major psychic centers or chakras. And it came to me that the vibration connected to those chakras could be taken to relate to each one of these levels. So level one, a materialistic realm which we inhabit, could relate to the vibration of the base center. Although there is the capacity, of course, to tap higher levels as well here, but it could relate to that. Level two, the sex center governs things like family, tie, possession, desire, and all its forms. Level three, the solar plexus would relate to the intellect, ideas, theories, knowledge with a small k. Level four, the heart center would govern a more spiritual expression with intuitive awakening and a deeper realization, a higher frequency of love. Level five, the throat center. We're moving here towards adeptship, creative genius, cooperation with the spiritual hierarchy. This is one of the realms of the masters. Level six, the Christ center or third eye, mastery, samadhi, representing perhaps the great white brotherhood on an even higher realm of the masters. Level seven, the crown center or Brahma chakra, cosmic consciousness a realm which is uninhabitable for too long, just as cosmic consciousness should not be dwelt in for unlimited periods, but detached from, as Mars Sector 6 tells us in the fifth freedom. So I offer that for your contemplations as a possible thought. Of course, these these levels won't be limited only to that particular vibration, but they could govern a certain aspect of it, in which case there's a correlation between the chakras and the levels of consciousness, seven in both cases. I don't think you've heard that anywhere else before. Uh, It's something that came to me, and I thought I must share that as a thought. What are your thoughts on that, Darren? Hi, Richard. Yeah, I think, you know, the way you describe the chakras and the levels, you know, I found that very helpful um, in terms of the choices we make about our life now, you know, because for me, the way I look at it, just based on you described it, it's sort of like, you know, am I trying to attune myself to like a level three vibration, you know, with its ideas, theories and knowledge with a small K, as you say, or to a level four vibration with its spiritual expression, intuitive awakening and love, mm. or even to a level five. And it's kind of helpful to try and identify with these higher chakras and levels, you know, in the context Indeed. of spiritual advancement and, and what they might mean in, in you know, one's life. At the yeah. Moment. And so, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it, that you can't ascend from any other level other than the base level. You Even if you've got to the heights mm. uh, on the other realms, you've got to come back here, reincarnate in order to ascend. I think that's a, a key because here you'll get even that very basic level. And then you transmute it from here 
to the very highest. Anyway, Darren, do we have any questions this week? We do. And I'll just say um, for everyone tuning in for the first time, I invite you to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 and Dr. George King at our website. That's ethereus.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And if you have something you'd like to share or ask, do drop us a line. That's at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. We love to hear from you. We love to share these on the show. So um, I think I've got a great one here, um, uh, which is definitely worth reading in full. So I'll do that. It's about an experience that somebody had, um, which they've shared with us. It goes as follows. Um, I'm a lifelong Christian, Protestant, but also a seeker and reader into many things, a new member of the society. However, I had a dream or a vision of a heavenly mother coming to me, and this changed me. Here was my vision. I went to bed and I was in a mid-state, not asleep, not yet fully awake. Um, I was suddenly in a room, an area that was slanted, and these cloaked individuals pushed me into the point of a room that was the highest, so they had to look up at me. They parted in the middle. There were six or eight of them. I don't know the sex or genders. They were cloaked, and a feminine figure walked between them. She was cloaked, but I could see her nose and lips. Some hair curled out of the hood, and she carried a chalice. She looked like a Rorick's... A painting of Mother of the World, if you know that one. Mm-hmm. She approached me. Her lips drew a slight smile, and she re- ha- reached out her arms, wanting me to take the chalice. As I reached for it, I felt her glowing aura. It was so beautiful. I felt nothing but pure love. It was so unearthly. I felt like nothing else matters but to be in her presence. I didn't want to ever leave. How do you explain absolute bliss? Connection to pure love? I felt this. I wish now I could remember all of how that felt. It was the best feeling ever. As I accepted the chalice, she told me I was hers, and as she stepped away, I felt myself coming back to earth. The following night, I felt her presence in the room, as if letting me know that she was watching over me. Okay, she never said a name or who she was, I just assumed it was Mary. And I wonder if anyone else had had an experience something like this. And after this experience, you know, it made me a seeker, and I wondered, what do I do with my experience? Beautiful, beautiful, uh, wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, And I would only say this, that Dr. King said many people from the Christian tradition who have visions of a high force sometimes attributed to Virgin Mary. It isn't necessarily the Virgin Mary, though. It's a female Mm. force, a female presence. I wouldn't like to say exactly who. In some ways, it doesn't matter exactly who. That's an absolutely beautiful experience, I think, Darren. Yeah, it's, it's very archetypal, I think, of, of um, that divine mother presence and how it manifests in that way for people. And I think, you know, in terms of this person's question, yeah, you know, service, I think, as you've said before, is, is always the answer and becoming a living embodiment of this love energy and a channel for it in our world. It is. And service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. And on that note, we close this show. 